not cry, and I hate crying in public. Daisy keeps hold of my hand. I'm not being a bitch. I just want you to be happy, that's all. You've already told me you've saved up enough money to stop work for three months. That's emergency money. And this is an emergency. You're miserable. Come and work with me in the pub until you get something else. Ian would take you on in a heartbeat. He loves redheads. It's died. For God's sake, Emma. Her phone vibrates on the table, and the tinny sound of Rihanna and Eminem's Love the Way You Lie cuts through the chatter and hum in the pub. Daisy holds up a hand to me, then snatches up her phone. Leanne, you okay? She puts a finger in one ear and frowns in concentration. Okay. Yeah, we'll be there. Give us 15 minutes to grab a cab, all right? Okay, see you in a bit. She tucks her phone into the tiny clutch bag on the table, then looks across at me. There's concern in her blue eyes, but a sliver of excitement too. That was Leanne. She's in that new gay club, Malice and Soho with Al. Al's on the hunt for Simone and her new girlfriend. Shit. I clutch my bag and reach round for my coat on the back of my chair. You okay if we go? I know we were talking about your job, but it's fine. I stand up. Al needs us. Let's grab a cab. We sit in silence as the taxi splashes through puddles and the bright lights of London's West End speed past us. The streets are unusually empty, the heavy rain forcing locals and tourists into already packed pubs, their windows misty with condensation. Daisy looks up from her phone. You know it's the anniversary of her brother's death, don't you? Al's brother? Yeah. I rang her at lunchtime. How was she? Pissed. Shit. At work? No, skiving. She was in the pub. She's been doing that a lot recently. Yeah, and she's not stalking Simone, Daisy says, and we share a look. It's been over a month since Al and Simone split up, but Al's behaviour is becoming more and more erratic by the day. She's convinced that Simone left her because she met someone else, and she's determined to find out who it is. She spends hours on Google, looking for clues, and she's created several false Facebook profiles to try to get access to Simone's page and the pages of anyone she's friends with. None of us had seen the split coming, not least Al, who'd been planning on proposing, She'd been saving up for months for a ring and a safari in Kenya so she could propose on an elephant ride, Simone's favourite animal. Here we are, ladies, the cab driver says over his shoulder as we pull up in front of the neon pink malice sign. Daisy pokes a tenner through the glass partition then opens the taxi door. Let's go and get Al. Excuse me, darling. Thank you. Excuse me. Daisy elbows her way through the throng of bodies clogging up the stairs, and I follow in her wake. We've already squeezed our way across the dance floor on the ground level in search of Leanne and Al, but there was no sign of them. No sign of Simone, either. Lose! Daisy twists back and waves her mobile phone at me as she reaches the top of the stairs, then takes a left. I struggle to push my way through the huge crowd of women drinking beer and hanging out outside the women's loos, but finally managed to make my way inside. Oi! 
A large woman wearing a super-dry t-shirt and oversized jeans shoots out a tattooed arm to bar my way as I attempt to squeeze past her. There's a queue! Sorry, I'm just looking for a friend. Emma! In here! A cubicle door swings open and Daisy waves at me through the gap. She pulls an apologetic face at the woman in the queue. Sorry, we're dealing with a crisis in here. Bloody lesbians, the woman says. Always a melodrama. There's no room for me to squeeze inside the cubicle, so I hover outside and poke my head around the door. Al is sitting on the loo with her head in her hands. Leanne and Daisy are pressed up against the walls either side of her. Every couple of seconds, the main door into the loo's opens and pumping house music floods the entire space as women file in and out, grumbling as they...